House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. I am Kevin. He is... Jason, got a busy show for you today because there's results all over the place. Jason, we record in the middle of the week and there's a meet like the day before, two days after. This is just way more chaotic than I remember indoor season being. Do you remember being like this? Outdoor seems to have a little more order to it. I don't know. Am I just imagining this? No, I think you're right. There's definitely more like kind of eye-popping times this year than... For sure, in yeah. the last few years. Obviously, last year, not a ton to speak of. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely one of the, yeah, where it's almost like, Jesus, like, how do we have eight talking points? Yeah. In yeah, January? well, yeah, exactly. We have eight, like, insane results to, to talk about. Before we get going any further, uh, one announcement. I'll be in Fayetteville, Arkansas, next mm. week. So if you have recommendations of where I should run, where I should eat, Send me an email, uh, houseofrunatgmail.com. Second, check out This Week in Track. People are calling it the breakthrough hit of the 2020 YouTube season. Um, Kevin Sully d- performs in a stunning role um, in this drama. No. Uh, watch it, please. That you. Was, you could have read my whole article. It was, <laughs> that was a good start. Exactly. Um, yeah, check it out. This week I talked about Jakob, talked about Keely Hodgkinson, Elaine Thompson, hurrah, and of course, Jean-Marco Tamperi's dunk. Your favorite moment of the track and field season, and mine as well. Yeah, that was, I mean, you know, it's, it's you think high jumper in a NBA all-star game, a celebrity all-star game. Yeah. It's like, hey, you imagine, oh, that would be cool if like something really awesome happened. And then, then it did, and it was not even just like a regular cool dunk on a breakaway or something yeah. like he read this like okay it's a shot it's a jump shot in a celebrity game so it's gonna miss almost certainly yeah and but like to time it just right and then you know to get up there like it was it was everywhere like i was all over the twitter feed and not even just the track fans it was an awesome moment i know he had some basketball skills because we saw on his instagram ahead of time that he had basketball skills but if you're trying yes. to throw down a dunk and you're a high jumper the two best ways to do it would be an alley-oop where there's no dribbling or anything else involved, or like a putback. And the way he had to time it with that long run-up, it sort of reminded me that he was lining up a jump on the apron. Yeah, then he had to jump. He jumped the wrong <clears throat> way, though. I was expecting him to go back first. Yeah, I was expecting his head to go into the rent. Yeah, the if he could basket. have Fosbury flopped it, and then somehow, I don't know <clears throat> how you come out the other side of that, but yeah. <laughs> it was... Be very, uh... very traumatic for you. <laughs> But it was awesome. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, yeah it, 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 he, was, he was the star of the game. I don't know who won or anything else about what happened in that game. Yeah. But that was the coolest moment, I'll tell you that. I tried to get stats. You ever try to get stats for an NBA celebrity game, Jason? I'll tell you what. Don't, because I couldn't find anything except for I couldn't even get them for, like, the All-Star game. Like, I have my sports app, and I was like, oh, I just want to see what, like, you know, what my Bulls guys did in the All-Star yeah. game. It's not even listed on the schedule. Oh, wow. I saw that stuff because it was Curry hitting a million threes. But the celebrity game, all I saw was, yeah, the Peloton guy won the MVP. Um, Peloton Tamberry, I don't remember his name. My apologies to the Peloton guy. Tamberry on his Instagram, though, put another dunk. So I think he got at least four points. But listen, he's just hunting a highlight, which I respect. Yeah. Um, that's why yeah, that's you go all that, That's all he's doing there. That's all we want him to do there. No one cares who won that game. No. Not at all. Team Neek versus Team Bill Walton. I don't even know which team Tim Barry was on, but it was a great showing. So I'll talk about that um, much more succinctly on this week in track. Let's start with uh, Jakob. We're going to get to play the world record song in this episode, Jason. That's exciting. Yeah. No, that was – well, I don't want to say surprising because it wasn't, but it was impressive, like insanely impressive because it was obviously a world record. That's always a good recipe yeah. for – impressive um but when you do it by smashing the dude who holds the record um that helps and you just make it look real real easy it was 
you know, it, it had that Kipchoge flair to it, where you're like, whoa, oh, whoa, did whoa, you, whoa, 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 how whoa. hard did you try? Just whoa. how hard did you try? Well, that's how he runs, though, too, part of it. I mean, he never looks it is, strange. And he, his, the way he set all these, the way he sets his races up is really smart, too. And here's what I wonder, Jace. He's one of three. Dad coached him. Now, his dad's taking a step back because of health issues, but they probably have so much just data on what works and what doesn't work in terms of training and like what a certain workout leads to in a in a race setting that has to be part of what's super helpful here especially in a debut because you're thinking well isn't he worried about going out too fast it's his first race of the year but he must know based on years of him and his brothers doing these workouts what he's capable of at this exact moment because yeah first day of the season running through 30 is pretty nuts yeah, and I mean, I feel like, and I don't know if this has always been like this, but just over the past few years, it seems like we constantly see these crazy fast openers, and we're always like, man, it's their first race of the season, but yeah, is that just like becoming a, a thing now, Like, or was it always a thing, we just weren't paying as, as close of attention, because like, yeah. you know, we I don't know, Michael don't Norman know. opens into like 43.5, and everyone goes, no, you know, but it's just like, those, I feel like we get two or three of those a year. Well, and then we run with them, because we say, and it's their opener. Yeah, and it doesn't mean like, but you set the world record. I mean, you know, when whatever it's an indoor world record, but it's still a world record. Um, I just wonder, like, he's still twenty one, so he's still presumably getting better, and he is getting better just based on times. Like, I I just don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out like what the what the ceiling is. Excuse me for for Jakob because it's like. I just don't know what his limits are. Like that he could just have a completely insane year where he goes undefeated, runs 326 and like the events his for you know forever. Like that 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 that's like completely on the table. Well, Jared hasn't run this indoor season. Doesn't look like he's going to which is normal for people to skip indoors. But do you think what we're seeing is like could Cherry mimic any of this? I mean, you know, I wouldn't have been shocked if, like, last year or whatever, if Cheryu just ran 330, 331 indoors. Like, I don't think that would have blown anybody away. But I guess it's, you know, so you go last year, Jakob finally beats him. You know, it's in the the biggest race of their head-to-head lineup, but he beats him, gets the gold medal. But then Cheryu beats him the next race after. How much to take from that? I don't know. But on the one side, you have Chariot, who's unbelievable and still only 26, like, which that, when I looked up his age, I was shocked by that. Like, I just, for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh, he's 28, 29. Um, but then you have Jakob, who's just turned 21. And I just feel like he's, like, certainly their ceilings are not the same. Like, it's, like, one guy, like, Chariot, I, I can't see him jumping a level. Not to say he has to jump a level. Like, if he's what he's been for the last like three years, he's either going to be the best in the world or a very close second. But like I said, I, I think there's a world where Jakob just goes nuts and like, and it's not going to be close. Well, we're going to find out either this year or next with Jakob, right? This is the time because he's all those other age group records and all the qualifiers that we put on him before about how he's doing this at this young age. That's all gone now. He's Olympic champion. So now it's, you're right, going to that next level up. Do you think you can get the world record this this summer? Is that something that you would bet on at this point? I think it's possible. I still wouldn't bet on him doing it. Um, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, it just seems like, like I said, I just don't know what to put on him, like, limits on him at all. Like, do I, if, if I asked you, like, what are the, the odds of Ingebrigtsen breaking the world record in his career? Yeah, about the the mile of the fifteen hundred outdoors. Yeah, I mean it's got to be fifty fifty at this point, doesn't it? It's I say it's kind of close. Yeah, it's it's it, that's what it feels about right. Um, you know, obviously Garouge like <clears throat> insane, and and you know there's some separation. Like he he's just <clears throat> yeah three twenty six flat. Like it's not like he has to get in the three twenty sixes. He has to get in the three twenty fives. Yeah, but um, which seems insane, but like doesn't seem impossible. 
But maybe we should look at Chariot and Ingebrigtsen more similarly. Just because Ingebrigtsen's clock started so early. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Wear and tear is probably pretty similar. I mean, I don't know, have their logs in front of me, but it just, it feels like, I don't think he's going to be running when he's 40, which you, you don't have to be. You don't even need to be running when he's 30 to have a crazy <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just looking at Cherry. First result here on Tia Sapaya 2014 when he ran a 145-800. Right? I mean, that's crazy fast for 2014. What was he 12? No, he was uh, 19. Right? But then, like, you look at Ingebrigtsen, 2015 is his first result. He's running slower. He's running 152 in the 800. But I just, everybody's pro clock. Or just not even just pro clock, but just like elite running clock starts at a different time. And um, that's what I'm thinking. I think, you know, if you said, hey, Ingebrigtsen is not going to get the world record in the next two years, what do you think his odds are? I think it just drops dramatically. I think this is this is his, this is his window right now. I mean, I think all those miles and stuff have led him to this point, but it's also going to mean that he's not going to be – I mean, you just can't. This is crazy, right? 20 – what was he? He was 14 years old when he was doing some of this stuff. I just don't, you can't last forever. No, but at the same time, he's 21. He's like, you like said, he doesn't even have to. I mean, if he's, he's reaches a mature his, 21, Jason. Yeah, but if, if he's, you know, not even the same guy at 30, fine. Like, I could, <laughs> I could buy that, I guess, because, you know, he could still have over 10 plus years at like a pretty elite level. But, like I agree the clock has started for like world record watch, but I think the clock has started in the sense like it's like a seven or eight year clock. Sunday like, I mean, it's, it's a Sunday. Like it's yeah, I mean it's I just don't know really what to put on him. You know, let's see, I'm looking at these results. So it's like his first kind of cr- like I mean real pro level times was what 2019 18 wasn't that when he beat chalimo and centro in peyton jordan yeah he ran 339 to beat him but that year he ran fast he ran 352 at pre that's i mean to mean that's a pro time okay yeah that's fair okay so 2018 um yeah i, I mean so he started you know it's I mean, uh, obviously we've, we've seen the alan webb versions of this but like right I don't think, you know, I, it's so many guys run fast young. Like I said, I just don't think, like, we don't have to get get carried away with it. Um, well, if you want to do the Alan Webb thing, though, I mean, he broke, when he broke, like, four minutes or the equivalent of the mile back in 16, 2016 when he was 15 years old. So you go back even farther if you want. Yeah, I mean, I mean Webb, yeah, was, Webb was, you was know, like, basically like, a junior in high school was when he was, like, at least putting up, like, yeah. somewhat pro-like times. But he obviously had a weird career. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. Who knows? And, that, hey, that could happen to Ingebrigtsen, but, like, I'm willing to bet on, I don't know, just this family who's produced these guys. Yeah. Like, they were doing trial and error with previous exactly. um, yeah. clones. I mean, with, siblings. and yes. um. <laughs> They were able to, you know, work out the kinks and figure out the perfect formula for everything. Um, I yeah, don't know. I, I think just think it's right. like I would much more bet on him. I bet on him being closer to Garouge than Webb. Oh yeah, because he's already there. I mean, he won a gold medal, and yeah, I'm not disputing that. I'm just no, saying. I'm just like looking at like this list, like the all time <clears throat> list, yeah. and how Garouge is literally half the names in the top thirty. Yeah, that would be... I mean, I don't think he's going to do that, just because no one <laughs> should be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, like I, you know, it just seems like, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm buying all of the stock. Like, it's one of those things where I, I know the stock is high, yeah. and people are doing it, but I'm just going to actually, I'm going to ride this higher. I'm just saying, you look at 18, and he makes the big jump up. That's when he goes from 339 in the, in the 15 to 331. Yeah. But even so, you're saying okay, 2018. That's when he's competing with pro fields, and then it was not that much longer. 2019 till he's compete for medals, and then 2021 he gets a gold. But even if you go back, so you go to 2017, 339, 342, 
and then 2015, he's 348. Those are still, I mean, for, for his age, they're ridiculous, preposterous times. So if you take his age out of it, it's like, all right, he's clearly doing very serious training those years. So I think those, I don't know if you want to count all of them as, as no, this not at is, all. yeah, this is part of his 10 year clock. But I definitely think the 2017 season where he's running 339 for 1500. And what did what else did he run that year? I mean, 356 mile. Oh, that's the year when he won everything. So he's a high school senior now, basically. That's well, like that's the equivalent of what high school seniors do. I mean, like, are we starting the clock on all these on that whole team in high school right now? Newberry Park? Yeah, probably should. Because um, I, mean, I mean, honestly, that's the equivalent. That's what you're talking about. Well, I'm saying their clock would start before, for example, Andrew Weeding. Right, who in high school ran like to practice once or something. Again, the you know the, he was just playing soccer and his mileage was like ridiculously low. It, it's not a linear thing because some people didn't train that much in high school, then make huge improvements once they start training in college or a year after, and then their career is short. And then uh, other people pour it on. I just don't. I just wonder if him to cherry at the end is going to end up being closer, but. My, I think most people would agree with you, and I, I do as well too. I'm just playing the contrarian role here of you know Ingebrigtsen has the higher upside at this point because they're essentially even wouldn't you say like right now like if they went off in a race against each other I mean maybe Ingebrigtsen would be a, a slight yeah, I'd give him this just the slight I mean they're on the same tier for sure yeah yeah I just think I just think because this is anything crazy to say but because he's clearly closer than he's ever been that this is the time to strike just because you just don't know with injuries and racing opportunities um but yeah you look at that garage list you're like all right that's gonna take a couple of years to do that so i mean and you know like legat's on there a few times so maybe that's you know that's probably a more realistic like end result to be like oh man he's got the first four top 30 times or something whatever it is you know um yeah it's i mean it's tough i mean because you know we, we we've talked about like oh you have like the 10 years and that's like a obviously totally just yeah, it's rough. rough. Really, really rough. And then on the super, super high end, it's even harder because we just have less cases, right? I mean, like there's, yeah. and the best guys seem to last a little bit longer if they if they want to. I mean, I, it just depends. I mean, you know, who knows? Is he Eli Kipchoge? Probably. Right. Well, you have he's Kipchoge. Gonna be, he's going to be dominating marathons in 2040. Well, you have you have Kipchoge, but Kipchoge never. I mean, he got the one, you know, the one medal, right? The one gold there so Ingerbrist would have to just stop now basically but different types of events too you have also the situations where um like well Legat and Kipchoge same thing it's like they had two different careers because they switched distances so that could extend his career even farther as well too in a way that we're not even thinking about I just remember that 2017 was a Euro Juniors when he did like every single event yeah at the time we're like wait man man is that the best? What are we doing here? Is that the best uh, use of his his time? And clearly, it paid off. Got him the gold medal. I don't know if that specifically got him the gold medal. I don't know if winning the steeplechase at European Juniors got him the gold medal. But you get my point. They clearly yeah. got him ready for high level competition. I just don't know what the we don't we haven't seen it before. In many ways, I think it's like Mondo. Wouldn't that be a better comp? Even though it's impossible to. <laughs> Draw right. a parallel between pole vault and and um, mid distance running, but it's another situation where you know coached by the family and you know setting all the age group records. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good point. Yeah, and I I, like I, said, I don't know how pole vaulters age. Uh, you know, it seems like one year at a time. Um, oh, that's okay. That's convenient. Um, I'm just looking. Kipchoge was <laughs> the weird. That's that's a weird. One. Kipchoge was younger in his first gold medal than Ingebrigtsen was. See, that's just a thing I would never guess. That's a stupid, awesome stat. <laughs> that's a ridiculous... That's a ridiculous stat. Come on. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wait, so he was 19? Um, he was 19? They were, yeah, so they were both 19, um, but Kipchoge's birthday is in November, so he was a little bit... a little bit younger. Um, that's just bonkers. Uh Oh, wait, no, he would have been turning 19 in 2003, so he was 18. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, so he was almost a year younger. Granted, you know, well, does Ingebrigtsen win the win the Olympics if it's in 2020 instead of... Ooh, look at this. Who knows? Hypothetical you know? Jay over there. But we would have had 
then the gold, then we would have had world championships. Uh, too, too hard of a thing, but um, kind of crazy. Ingebrigtsen's amazing. I can't wait to see him. Should we give him the world record treatment? For the first time in his career, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, world record song. Not the last. Well, it's a world record The likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a world record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Wouldn't believe if I told you Go to YouTube and I'll show you Got results to verify Soon it will be ratified Well, it's a world record The likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a world record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Well, it's a world record Well, it's a What if it is the last and you jinx him? Right. <laughs> now he's going to break this record again. But, I mean, the odds would be this one or the indoor mile. Right. Like I said, you get outdoors, things get things get tricky. Um, you brought up Kipchoge real quick. He's running Tokyo. Excited? It's Yes. He's, he's checking all the boxes here, these ma- majors. Well, that's – so I'm excited for him to run – you know, I'm excited for him to run. And yeah. period. So that's that's the best. But also, the fact that he's doing Tokyo – and it's a really, really good field. Yeah, like the they best did not, Tokyo field they did, of all time. They so, did not cut him any like any slack in, in putting this field together. No, but I love it. Like it makes it that much better. It's not just a you know random like, eh, let's just it all you know worship Kipchoge for twenty six miles. Even though we're going to do that anyway, <laughs> it's like hey, you're going to have to be racing the third and fourth fastest guys ever. Yeah. Um you know cost guys on the women's field. Like it's a really, really great field. But also. The fact that he's doing Tokyo, I think, holds really well for a New York-Boston possibility. So you're taking him at his word that he wants I, to do all of them? I think so. And it, partially, it's I want to believe it. But, like, I don't know. It seems it seems intriguing. The London Marathon's happening in the spring. No, right? it's, in the, it's in the fall. They kept oh, no, it Boston. For one yeah, more so that's, that's right. One, I knew one of them got back, but... That's right. Boston did it. I was thinking of your joke in uh, This Week in Track. Everyone watch that. Um, <laughs> Thank you for the stealth promo. That's yeah. Good. But well, I don't know. I kind of, I, like I said, I want to believe it, but I still think it could happen. I'm kind of with you. When he first said it, I thought, I just said that to be nice. But now that he's doing this one, it makes me think. Although you could say, well, if he was going to do it, why didn't he start with Boston? That would, that, that would be more convincing for me if he actually started with it. But... It's, it's fair, but yeah, I, I, I guess I see it. I mean, and who knows? I mean, maybe in Kipchoge's head, I don't know what it's like in there. I imagine very fast. peaceful and very cool and very fast. Um, but I would think, like, I guess I wonder, does in his, in his head, does he go, hey, I'm running until the next Olympics? Or is it like, hey, I've got, I want to do two more years or I want to do one more year. Like, I, I have no idea what his actual goal is, but he mentioned wanting to do all six. Um, yeah, I don't really have any reason not to believe him. Like, I don't know. It seems like yeah. he wanted to break two. He broke two. Okay. So I want to <laughs> run all six. I'm going to run all six. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm just buying it and part it's, of it's wishful thinking and I don't care, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the possibility. What's his vision board like? Do you think? <sighs> Man, I don't know. It's they gotta should... be blank, right? Cause he just did it all. Yeah. They should bring him into like ad agencies. Like, what are you thinking for this? Be one of those things where he just said two words and walked out, and yeah. then, like they all just, yeah. He's like yellow muskrat. Like, what? <laughs> Everyone's just scrambling to figure out. Like that cost us six million dollars to have him walk in the door and tell us that. And then, then it was the greatest ad of all time. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He, listen, no human is limited. He says that quite a bit, so he believes it. I think the next Olympics makes some sense. I don't know what the contract situation is, but if that's the case, 
then it's a little longer than we could have anticipated, and that would give more time to get all these other races done. But I just want to make sure he does it when he's still peak Kipchoge. Yes, ideally he's not, you know, 50 and deciding, all right, here here I am at Boston. Um, meanwhile, he still would win. I told then, you guys. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, like I said, I'm excited about the – the the fields in Tokyo one I think it's awesome and then I'm also just excited about the yeah the possibility of of New York and Boston. I wanted to bring up some other results just get your reaction to them and then uh, two two news items at the end. But um, Ava Sabota, if you haven't been watching the indoor tour, has been tearing it up for Poland. She beat Elaine Thompson hurrah today, uh, ending Thompson hurrah's season. I didn't know it was single elimination, but afterwards, Thompson and Ross said, see outdoors. So her season comprised of, of two meets. She ran in Birmingham when she ran 708, which they were talking about world record potentially. And then she ran 704 here where she lost to Sabota's uh, 703. Sabota's now run a 700, 703, and a 704. Um, first on the Thompson and Ross side of it, what did you think of her brief indoor campaign? Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I'm glad she did it. You know, I thought it was, I mean, anytime, you know, someone of that stature decides to run indoors and she hadn't run indoors a lot, you know, she'd done it from time to time. Um, obviously there was the talk of the world record, hope that would happen. It did not, which is fine. I mean, it's, it would have been cool, obviously for her to break the 60 meter world record, but also, I don't know. It would have been fun for a minute. It really wouldn't have moved the needle that much for me. I just don't care about the 60 is what I really find. Yeah. Um, See, I predicted it. So now I feel like an idiot, but right. And that, like, yeah, it's like, I'm glad she did it. Cause it's like more fun. If the best people in the world are, are deciding to run. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it, you know, it matters a whole lot that she lost to Swadoba, Swoboda, Swoboda. Um, but good for her. I mean, maybe she's someone to watch. I don't know. Yet to break 11 seconds outdoors. Yeah, you're going to need to do that. Um, that would be a good start. But, hey, could she be, you know, could this be a breakout? Or is this is she Marvin Bracey? Well, is there, yeah, is it, or Kilty. Remember this season of Kilty? It's true. Kilty's, yeah, Kilty's always been good indoors. I mean, Bracey's at least run 9-8. So he's had outdoor. It's just never been at the, the right time. Yeah. But you go back through, there's a lot of people in her situation. I mean, what would you guess her in, or her outdoor time ends up being. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, let's see, was it, did she PR in the 60? Is that? Yeah. So her, okay. let me give you, let me give you some, uh, background. So she's run 1107 outdoors. That was 2019. That's her PB. Okay. Which is crazy. Um, her PB coming into the year was 707. And then the seven flat is the fastest she's ever run. But the 707 came from the 2015, 2016 season um, when she ran like 11.1. Okay. So I, th- I think she's going to go under 11. It yeah. Would be strange so, if she didn't. Yeah. And if you get under 11, at least you're, you know, you got the outside shot at metal possibilities. Um, obviously, you know, the, I mean, two years ago, it, we might have been like, oh, who knows? I could. You're really in the medal contender, and then all of a sudden, Thompson and Fraser Price were like, "No, we're going to be faster than we ever have been." Yeah, it's like okay, that that changes things. Um, so yeah, I mean, hey, if you're a, if you're a ten nine, like, like I said, you've got a shot, and like you're going to be you're going to be in a whole lot. You know, you're going to finish third at a lot of diamond leagues, and uh, that at least puts you, you know, you're you're a name at that point. Does this change? anything about how you think about Thompson Hurrah's upcoming season? Zero percent. I meant like one percent. No, zero. Because she's healthy, which is good. That's that's really it. Like I just want to get healthy, bu- I don't think it would you know, that 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 was number one. If she had broken the record, would it have changed it? I probably just would have gotten excited, so I'd probably have been like, yeah, yeah, she's gonna do it. Um but okay, like, let me yeah. let me let, let let me set up a situation. For, let me let me quantum leap this. Ooh, okay. Let's go back. Let's get Ziggy and Al together. Don't know if anybody gets that reference. What do you think she would have Elaine Thompson would have run in the sixty last year? 
Well, if she would have started her season, you know, if she runs an indoors, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know if it would have made a difference. Like, I mean, she was... She got much better as the season went along that's last right. year, right? She was kind of slow out the gate. Yeah, she got a yeah, loss. Like she, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know if we would have been able to tell much from it. Um, if she would have tried to drop a 60 in the middle of, you know, right after the Olympics, would have felt pretty pretty good about it. Um, yeah, but so, you're right. Yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, and I mean, the way she was running, obviously there was world record talk, and rightfully so, because if you put Elaine Thompson in a sprint event, it was like, on the table, of course. Um, yeah. Even then, I would have thought, like, at their best, Fraser Price was a better bet for the 60 world record than Thompson. Yeah, starts better. The starts better. That's yeah. what's what's clear. Like, you watch this race, and it, she's run 1054, so it doesn't really make sense that she's losing, but you see her gaining on Svoboda, but she just runs out of time, and then you realize, well, that's the, her best part of the race is that latter 40 meters. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess the thing that concerns me is she's run 698 in 2017 coming off an olympic year and then this year she you know she only ran it twice it's not like a huge sample size but that would concern me in terms of is can she run for history this year i I think obviously she's still the favorite to win i don't think this changes anything outdoors but just as if she ran like a 6-8 i'd be like all right She's run ten four this year. Like it's it's already I mean, yeah, decided. I, I I won't lie that say say I wouldn't have gotten carried away if you know if, if she'd run like a world record or, or something crazy. But I also yeah, I just don't think it matters too much. Yeah, and I don't know why the world record stuff was floated because it just kind of became clear after that Birmingham race that that really wasn't possible. <laughs> like. like because if you're in world record shape, I don't think you're gonna come out and run, you know, closer to seven one than seven flat. It just doesn't. It seemed like that. Whoever released that, if that was her camp or somebody else, they got ahead of themselves a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think just being who she is, that that talk is gonna come. I mean, every time she runs outdoors, right? I mean, that's gonna be unless she's just running terribly. Like, I think that's gonna be. Yeah. T- you know, everyone's gonna talk about it. Well, I think we need to prepare ourselves for the scenario where. The women's hundred is really awesome this year, but it's not as fast as last year, and that's going to be okay. Yeah, it might not be the best season in hundred meter history, which it'll have to be in order to be better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Somewhere, Shakira Richardson is like, "Yeah, I told you guys." <laughs> Let's go. And she's Let's... like yelling at somebody who <laughs> doesn't even know what's going on, but I love it. Uh, next person, Grant Holloway. He's just crushing it. Keeps winning. Hasn't lost a sixty meter hurdles race. Oh, excuse me. Hasn't lost a sixty meter hurdle race since uh, twenty fourteen. That's, <laughs> that's a real stat. Insane. Yeah, yeah. That when seems you... impossible because he's only been alive for four years in my world. <laughs> um, no, he's. I mean, he he's obviously on an insane tear. Um, you know, I know you predicted it last year. Like I'm, you know, and last year he was good, but he still wasn't that crazy, crazy level good of like. That we've seen the people that we've seen people go on, and I think he still has that in him, obviously. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happens this year. He's just, just automatic. I mean, there's nothing really else to say. He just that. I just, just want to see him ripping off twelve nine and twelve eight every time he steps on the track. Yeah, like, and, and I think he can. There's just some about that sixty distance is just it's perfect for him, both as a hurdler and as just a sprinter. Yeah, you're, you, you. I don't know how you gap people like that. After two hurdles, it's insane. It's, it's it, it doesn't make like sense at all. But he does it, and it's like you know, he's just I don't know. I know it's just easy to say. Just carry that over to outdoors and do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't. Like said, and he's a massive, massive favorite. He's he just has to run somewhat like himself, and he'll walk to the gold medal. Yeah. For some reason, it doesn't look as dominant outdoors, and maybe that's just because I have the loss in my head. Yeah. But I also. But just, no, I mean even. Last year, I mean, he was better than everybody else without question, obviously. I, you know, he wasn't losing. So, like, it's a pretty good indication. But it was constantly, hey, he ran 13.08 and won. And it, that's fun. That's great. Like, yeah. that's going to that's gonna win you 95% of the time. Um, but you're right. It's it's the dominance and, you know, I don't know if it's 
he's just that much better indoors than outdoors or i mean he's great outdoors too but or if the competition or what what the exact reasoning is yeah um but i'm still betting on him like i still don't think we've seen like a that 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 crazy holloway season and also because he's you know a a kid still um he's gonna like i still think we're gonna see like that season where he just he does a great aries merit impression yeah and it's it's a bit counterintuitive because you think the longer the distance the more you get to see his dominance but there's something about this race and maybe just because it's compacted that all of the um explosiveness for holloway just becomes way more visible because He's doing it over like the first two hurdles and the race is over because he's run really fast out. He's run 1281. He's missed the world record by one one hundredth outdoors. But there's just something different about the viewing experience with Holloway indoors. And again, maybe it's just because the last race we saw of him, he lost outdoors. And the first race he runs in the 110 hurdles, we'll see it. And I'll be like, oh, wow, he's crushing people after the first hurdle. But maybe it is because there's only a few hurdles to go over and the distances are so small. And the race is seven plus seconds right. that he that but it just it's just so apparent that he's just so much better than everybody at this distance that it, it it's astonishing every time you watch it. No, absolutely. It's yeah. And he's he like I said, he's unbelievable outdoors, but yeah, it's it doesn't have the same look. Like he in indoors he has that same you know, that we'd see Kenny Harrison at her best, where it was just like, wait how are you getting faster going over hurdles? Like every time they cleared a hurdle, it looks like they're speeding up, which isn't possible. I know, but it looks that way because they're just so much quicker over it than everybody else is. Yeah. And he has that, um, specifically indoors and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, yeah, maybe you see, you know, I've seen it a few times outdoors, but it just doesn't seem as consistent, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, we're talking, you know, minor, minor differences, but I, I, I think, you know, it's uh, it's obviously a good sign to not lose an indoor race in eight years, I guess. Well, never hits a hurdle, never has a false start, nothing. Yeah. And his start's always very aggressive. That's the other thing you notice. That's part and parcel to why he's... Yeah, and maybe he plays it safer one. outdoors because it's a longer race, so he knows he has time. I don't know. Yeah, he comes out of the blocks so, so quickly. In these 60 minutes. Like, it looks like he's just chomping at the bit. He looks like he's the one who's triggering the gun, basically. Like, he's not worried about at all about a false start, and he's just on it. Like, right away, just does not give anybody any room to breathe. It's incredible. Um, Next person, Keely. R. Keely. No, just kidding. There's only R. Laura. But I don't know. She might be getting R. Keely soon. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, she's... She looked... I mean, so smooth and easy too. running 157 indoors. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, what she did last year. I mean, as you know, she's, what, a couple months older than a thing, Mo, or something like that? Yes. Um, so, like, she would be the biggest thing in the 800 by far, you know, if it wasn't that to someone who's just, like, barely younger and, and barely faster is just doing. But, like, she's clearly without question, um, you know, the biggest, comp- the only competition for a thing, though. Like, there's yeah. nobody else on that list. I don't think there's anybody else in a tier behind that list. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, like, the fact that we could have these two squaring off and they're both teenagers um, is is incredible. That race looked Mo-like. It absolutely did, yeah. And I think Mo hasn't run that fast indoors. She's run some, she's run some, indoor 800s in her day this was another debut jason for you yeah 150 i mean and she's already 155 outdoors too so i mean you know i think and this it, is I, sorry go ahead no i just i'm like it's it wasn't you know that wasn't a fluke i don't think you'll fluke your way into 155 but like this just this is where i will react to indoors because it's not the 60 and it's 157 and it's you know what the fifth or sixth best time all five Ever. women have run faster. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, she's going to be absolutely there. And I, I mean, I, like I said, I mainly, I just can't wait to see her and, and Mo square off. Is this thing closer than we thought it was? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and Hey, you know, Mo could, who knows, maybe she could come out and just completely 
like lay it down. I mean, it, it, I guess the thing is like, is the thing Mo just going to be David Rudisha? Like where it's just going to be, I'm just dominant. Like no one can actually touch me or, yeah. you know, uh, which is really, we know how hard it is to do in the 800. Like that's not a thing that people do. Um, a thing I didn't mean to do I it that way. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I think, I mean, Hodgkinson, like I said, she's a few months uh, older than than Mo and almost as fast. So like, there's there's no there's no guarantees. Um, I'd still say Mo's the favorite, but like, it's it's going to be really interesting. So I'm looking at last year. How did she get fifth at pre? <laughs> what? No, seriously, what happened? In that I, I, I yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, I think we'd only mentioned her a, a few times last year, but. Um, yeah, one fifty-eight, three. I mean, I think that's that more than the world um, or the Olympic race. I think really solidified the pecking order. I mean, we knew it was Mo number one, but I think if you had a, because that's remember, Ingebrigtsen beat Chariot, then goes to Pre. Chariot never really puts up any resistance, so then it's two in a row. But then Diamond League final, Chariot turns the tables. Now, Hodgkinson came back. And maybe part of this is first race after the Olympics, some of a bit of a hangover there. But she goes and then she gets second in Brussels and then wins wins Zurich. So won the Diamond League final. But that's a one fifty eight and a one fifty seven. So I think it, and obviously a thing Mo's on in those races. So I think it's because times are fine. You know, she loses someone in Brussels. I think she lost Antonio. She looked just like part of the pack. But I agree with you now. She's not. She's separated from the pack. It's her and Mo. And I just I can't figure this out yet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is going to be a serious threat because it's going to require, you know, incredible level of consistency to to run with a thing, Mo. Because listen, she's got 49 speed in the quarter. Yeah, and I mean, no, I agree. And I, like I said, I still think Mo is <clears throat> has to be the favorite. I mean, she just has to be because she. But you're saying it's closer than we think. I think it's definitely closer than than we had it. Um, because, you know, it's one thing to run, you know, she ran 155.8, you know, gets the silver medal. Amazing. But you had a thing Mo doing it. I mean, and so there's the little bit of you that just goes like, hey, is this like a Rhodesia type thing? Nice, or is this yeah, a Nigel nice Amos? Yeah, exactly. This, yep. You know, yep. whatever. Um, but 157.2 indoors by your, you know, doing it yourself. I mean, yeah, not yourself because, you know, there was there was Pacers, but whatever, like looking so good and so smooth and she's still you know and she's 19 like i think that cements it a lot more for where it's like okay well yeah mo's the favorite but like let's at least think about it i'm just looking at so thing mo right last year she had a weird not a weird season but because the 400 right we didn't get a crazy um 800 ncaa's so you have the 800 uh at Sorry, she had 158 indoors, right? But then you go outdoors. She runs a 157, but her really impressive, she had, I want to say three really impressive 800s outdoors. She runs a 156 in the trials, where she just looks so comfortable, 156 low. She goes 155 at the Olympics, and then PRs at pre, 155.04. Again, looking really comfortable in all those. Hodgkinson? I mean, Let's see. What are her top 10 times? 155.8 and then this Birmingham time is their next best time. Right. So I, I can see why the the gap is still there. Just no, because- for sure. But at the same time, we have to go, hey, 2020 was a dumpster fire. And that was like, and that she's 19. Like it, 2021, you mean? Well, 20- but, but both, really. I mean, like, so she's a kid and like her chance to put up good times, like, well, I'm you know, just last looking at 21. I was just looking at 21. I yeah, at 21. no, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, she's still just kind of breaking out. You know, that's her year yeah. 18 season. And I don't know. I, I Like I said, I, Mo is the favorite, and I would bet maybe my house. Not quite. I'm going to not quite do a Kevin Stop. Sully on the house, but like Stop. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm I'm really, really high on this. And, and just the fact that we could have these two squaring off. And I, you know, kind of want it to be this even if it's not a back and forth someone who can really really push mo because that, that's i mean that's how we're going to get something even you know the 154s and 
153s, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah. I, I agree with that part of you. I guess it's just this furthers the, oh, it's not a one race or one month or one season wonder. It's like, okay, she's got she's got some substantial sub power, but I just wonder how much. I just, I just wonder how much. Um, because what I think Mo is, when you talk about levels, when you talk about Ingerbritsen with levels up, Mo definitely has another level up. Because, oh, that would not surprise me at all. Like, yeah. I, yeah. But that said, then the, the other part of me says, well, man, that Olympic race, I mean, she was 155 as well, too. She was right there. And then after the Olympics, you don't blame anybody for being a little bit inconsistent. And then she finally got around and won the, the, the Diamond League. And yeah, she's so young. So she gets more racing under her belt. Maybe her improvement curve is a little bit steeper or flatter, whatever improvement curve means, where maybe she has more room to grow. Right. And and maybe right. you know, and I mean it's 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 totally possible that Mo is a once a generation talent, and Hodgkinson is an absolute like stud, like you know, an Audrey Wilson, yeah, level athlete who's just like, hey, like I can compete for gold medals and medals. I mean, you know, whatever happened to Wilson the last couple of years, but like she was no yeah. question the best in the world there for a couple of years, right. um, and it seems like Hodgkinson could could absolutely be that at the very least. Um, Mondo, Mondo keeps missing at six nineteen. Uh, my question to you: Does Mondo have a six nineteen problem? He does. Um, it's just he's just gonna make, trying to make it that much more exciting when he does it. You know, he just wants. He was just like, "Hey, I've already got these world records. Like, what do I need to do to make people? Oh, okay, I'm gonna get real close a bunch of times. Yeah, you know? it's fun. That's that's. I think that's. I think that's the way to do it. Um. We call that Karsten Warholm, where you keep getting you keep getting close, and people go, "Oh man, he, can he, he's going to break through one of these times," and um, that's what I think is going to happen. You know how Happy Gilmore was the only player in hockey history to take off his skate and try to stab somebody with it during the game. Yes. Yeah, I think Mondo's trying to be the only guy to have the, you know, the the when he clears the bar or goes over the bar, have it bounce three times on the standard and stay there. I think that's his goal. He's yeah, into I trick shots. He's got to play his own games. He's doing pole vault mixtape tour stuff. He's just doing weird creative things. It's it's pretty crazy how close he keeps getting on the line. It really is. Like yeah. it's it's going to happen obviously because he's just assaulting this like over and over and over. Um So, yeah, I, I mean, he it, it it is fun though. Like just the must-watch nature and how close he gets and yeah, he's he's just unbelievable. Yeah, I I like that he keeps going for it because he could be really boring. Like this could be really boring with him just going. Oh, okay, six oh three. I won again. See you guys later. I'm gonna pack okay. up my poles. Um, I'm gonna pack up my very large pole vault bag and take a really long time to get to the airport because it's really difficult. Um, all yeah. right. Uh, Blessing Okobari got a ten year ban. <laughs> yeah, ten years. That that that. I mean, that caught me off guard a little bit. Um, you know, it said like multiple chances or whatever. I get they're trying to prove a point. Also, is an Okabar like 33, 34? I think a four year ban would have done the job um, mm-hmm. if the goal was, hey, let's not have her <laughs> compete again. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't know all the details of it. Obviously, there was the, the one we knew about, but it's, you know, it says multiple drug offenses and anti-doping breaches and all this different stuff um well didn't cooperate too that's the second five so yeah five years so there's the i mean doping. there's just so many things and it's like i said it it seemed like it was just like a all right this is it like let's just let's let's not even entertain the possibility of a comeback someday let's just end the career right here mm-hmm. and you ever I, think about how old you're gonna be when her band's up oh man i didn't until right now yeah Forty-eight. Wow, that's that's, that's old. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, my son could drive. Okay, that's weirder. Yeah, because like thirty-eight to forty-eight, it's kind of like, eh, all right. Yeah, my knees will hurt a little more. Six to sixteen is serious. That's serious. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. I this doesn't. I don't know if this falls under, um, Sarah, a lawyer, but not our Laura. Or sorry, yeah, no, wait, 
a lawyer, but not our lawyer. Our, our Laura. Wait, what? sorry. <laughs> say what I'm trying to say. So there's a Laura, but not our Laura, mm-hmm. who is a lawyer, but not our lawyer. Exactly. I don't know why I said Sarah. That was really. I apologize. <laughs> sorry. It's been a tough couple of days for me. Okay. I don't know if it falls under her purview mm. to break this down because this is more just like anti-doping stuff. But if anybody wants to chime in with the explanation of what they think on the case, not just this sucks, uh, you know, but some some good analysis here. I would definitely definitely read it. You know, dive into that full full PDF, break it down for Jason. Yeah, I did not see the PDF. I just kind of read a real basic article on it because that's all I needed. You know, like I don't need to pretend that well, I. Need, yeah, I'm just not going to understand I, more than that. I think when you saw, like, the second five years for not cooperating, I don't know how that specific, like, what what is su- deemed sufficient cooperation, right? And what's not right. cooperating. But the first five years for that, I just think they're going to be harsher when it's like EPO and HGH are involved. And when you have evidence that she knew from those WhatsApp messages, there was no ambiguity about – yeah, there's no ambiguity about what she was taking. And then there was a clear effort to avoid drug testing. A lot of people um, can say, hey, you know, take you – know, plead ignorance on some stuff or a substance has – you know, these secondary purposes or – other uses or contamination or whatever. Like with this, it's just like, all right, EPO, HGH, like that's, you're going to, you're getting close to the career. I mean, that's the career ending stuff. Like in terms of what anti-doping officials are, are, are looking at, I would think. So the other doping story, Great Britain, because the CJ Uja lost their four by one silver medal. Remember he tested positive from a tester in the games. Yeah. Um, so no medal for, Team GB, China will get bronze. So we're going, what, Italy, Canada, China, I believe now. Perfect. Just what we all thought. Um, My three-team parlay hit. (laughs) Took a while. You you got your house back for hitting that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm sure Uja will have just, you know, no one will have anything bad to say in the UK press or anything. Um, they're usually pretty cool about this stuff. Oh, you see what uh, Kilty said? No, I missed it. Type, type, go to Google. Okay. And type in Richard Kilty. We'll never forgive. I, and you know what? Like a silver medal, and I, and I joked about it a little bit, but like that's that is honestly the worst because it's like, hey, if you cost yourself a medal for doping, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, all right, whether it was unintentional, or whatever. You're only you're only hurting yourself. Like it's brutal when it's a, you know, a part of a team, and yeah. especially you know a team who wasn't really expected to get a silver medal. Um, well, I mean, I mean only good. only because in the past they've been they've struggled, but they had they've the been as bad with the U.S. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as the yeah. U.S. was, but yeah, they, they were a good team. But like, just in general, an Olympic medal is not something you know that you can just kind of lose one and it's yeah. not a big deal. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's, you know, he says I'll never forgive him. Like, I can't really blame him. Like, that is a that's a career defining moment, and it's yeah, it's gone. It's it, yeah, it's something like you can't you can't get back. So I yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm sure he feels terrible about it, and you know, I know he said it was unknowingly consumed and <clears throat> yeah. whatever. Which believe whatever you want, it doesn't doesn't ma- doesn't really matter. But it's you know, especially when you're part of the team. That's I think that just is just brutal. Well, and you're part of a team insofar as you are doing a little bit of relay practice either the couple months before right, or yeah. a couple of days before. So that's the rough part too. I think if it was a situation where it was a traditional team sport, even if they did something like this, you'd at least know them on a personal level. And yeah, you might feel betrayed, but I think you'd at least have some sort of like pre-existing – and I don't, I don't know the relationship with these two guys but or these – you know, Uja and the other guys, but – it's just different when it's four by one. It's just a group of people thrown together usually at the Olympics. You know, this isn't your college four by one or your high school four by one. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it and that he wouldn't forgive. I mean, I'm sure if you go back to all those 
previous stripped metal teams. I don't know if there's a Wikipedia entry on that, but I would guess that would be a, a common refrain from people. I mean, they may not say it publicly, but I bet Kilty uh, forgave the person who stole his spikes too. Probably forgiving guy. Yeah, I, I think that you can forgive a little bit, but this is a little tougher. And actually, this was interesting. I just I didn't see this part originally, but so you know, Uja said he unknowingly consumed a contaminated supplement. But Kilty revealed that Uja had admitted to his teammates in a Zoom call that he had been taking supplements that were not protected by being batch tested by Informed Sport, meaning he had no defense when his banned test was revealed. We do a 45-minute workshop before we go to the Olympic Games at Kilty. You have to do it. It's mandatory and explains only take informed sports supplements. Like, wait, wait. wait. So he he basically he admitted BS like, on yeah, it? I'm just taking this random supplement. Or I, that's weird. Wait, I don't wait, really know what to. Wait, wait, hold on, make hold on, hold on, hold on. He he said that in the meeting, or he said that after the medal already got stripped. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. He said he admitted to his teammates in a Zoom call, but it, it didn't say specifically. Is this kind of like when you have those mandatory trainings for work <laughs> yeah. and like during the training? I mean, it's kind of like that reminds me of the office plot here, but like during the training, people are uh, committing the offenses that they're supposed to be training. Like, right. oh, we're talking about supplements, never taking them. Well, other than these six behind me, I don't do, do that at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh man. So yeah, I don't fully know what to uh what to make of that. I mean, he clearly doesn't believe him. Otherwise, he wouldn't say he'll never forgive him. Yeah, and, I mean, and, you know, he says we know the rules. If you take the drugs, you get banned. You're cheating. I'm not calling out CJ. I'm not saying that the guy purposely went out and took drugs. Only he knows if he has or hasn't. Could he look me in the eye and tell the truth? That is a question. Only he knows the truth. Um Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, he's re- like, I mean, in either way, like, it's like he said, it, at best, he's reckless. Well, that's what I'm saying. Either you, you did this thing that put you and your whole team at risk for getting your medal stripped, or you were intentionally cheating. So I, I understand what Kilty's saying. Yeah, do I know 100% that he had the intent to cheat when he took this? No, but as much as if he said this thing in the Zoom call, either before or after, that he was taking stuff that didn't have, like, well, then why are you doing that? Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't things do that. that weren't like a, you know, being tested properly or whatever the that's know. not yeah that's not as good of a defense as you think it is no <laughs> in fact it's a bad defense yeah. it's somewhere in the vicinity of i went to chipotle during my testing hour defense like these are not great things to do yeah because you're basically saying i didn't i didn't value the the, the team enough in the situation to avoid these things that at least guilty saying is pretty clear not to take because it's not on this uh, on this approved list. They came in a plastic bag. I thought they were fine. I didn't know what to say with them. I, I thought you were reading a quote from the story no. there. <laughs> so well, that's interesting. Who said that now? Um, all right, we don't have time for a ton of emails here. But Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa, says, "Who do you have in a winning a one k race between a Thingmo and Faith Kipiagon?" Oof. That is a great question. I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Mo only because the one K is the bane of Kip Yagon's existence. Spinner Kryptonite two. Yeah. He, so we saw the Union Athletics Club take down the world best for women's DMR. Um, however, it is a shame World Indoors does not include DMR. Hypothetically, Team Great Britain would put together a very formidable team with Riki. Jody Williams, Keely Hodginson, and R. Laura, assuming she's healthy. Who would you put into your Team USA lineup, and who would win a Great Britain versus U.S. women's DMR? Ooh, that's a really so, good matchup. We talked about like the DMR in the Olympics, but we've never heard it brought up in World Indoor Chat, and I feel like it should. No, because they have it for college. And yeah, college that's true. Meet, so I mean, that's, yeah. It kind of makes sense. No one's – I mean, there's only a 1,500 and a 3K. And an 800, obviously, but you could do it. I don't know how deep the fields would be, but it'd be fun. All this talk about innovation and stuff, put a put a DMR out there. Maybe because it's it's an American-centric event. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there'd be it would be fun to watch. Yeah, fun to watch for sure. And actually, Great Britain and U.S. would be really, really good. Um, <coughs> obviously, you know the Mo, we talked about Mo and, and Hodgkinson, so you have a slight advantage to to Mo there. But our Laura has a slight advantage over any, yeah, US fifteen hundred meter runner if she's um, healthy. I go 
I go Great Britain on this. If, if Mir Salty, I go Great Britain. Yeah, because I think the big, you know, unless you could run Mo in the 400 and the 800, but that would probably be a little tough. That's called the 1200, Jason. You would go, well, you'd go, the 1200 leg would be interesting because, yeah, you go Perrier anchor for the U.S. Yep. Mo in the eight, whoever in the quarter, and then the 12. I'm not sure who the best 12 person would be. Yeah. Um. Maybe it would. Maybe it would be worth at least testing to see if it would be a thing, Mo. Um. I mean, Will and Wilson, Raven Rogers. Maybe move Rogers to the eight and put and Mo in the twelve. To, to do the twelve. I mean, it depends. That, I think. I mean, that's that's your. If if you're going in, going, you know what? Great Britain's a small favorite. The our best. Chance of winning is if Mo ends up being can be really great at the twelve. See, Great Britain's advantage, and Ricky hasn't been running; she didn't run that well over the weekend either. But eight, Great Britain's advantage is they have these combo eight fifteen people with Ricky and Mir. I guess Mir's a combo eight fifteen five person, yeah. but you have people who are that bridge that distance. In the U.S., you have some eight fifteen, but it's not. It's yeah, not I mean, if you had deep. a Houlihan or something, then you could make it work maybe better, but. Well, then you um, – yeah, but even then, I don't know because you just swap her out for Purrier. Yeah, like, you, maybe have Purrier run the 12 is, I think, the only thing. But I th- even, you're right. They're, they're all, you know, 15-5. Yeah, well – and the, yeah, and then you have eight – a bunch of eight people because then you have – you have Rogers – you have a situation where if you have Rogers, Mo, and Ajay Wilson, let's just say Ajay Wilson. I mean, she won Melrose. She's been having a pretty good indoor campaign. Let's just say she's back to where she was before. You have three people there and you only can use one of them. Right, and some inefficiency there. I mean, maybe it'd be someone like McGee, but the, see, ultimately, the twelve doesn't matter a ton. I don't, doesn't seem like it does. Practically I mean, it's the speaking, second most important one. <laughs> well, but they always stay together because they screw around for the first couple laps usually. Well, and that's the killer then, because then if you have mirror against whoever, it's that's why I'm saying yeah. I take. So, you know, Kenya would obviously. I mean, I think Kenya would beat both the teams because I think Kenya would be able to. Just get it, get it to Kipiegon close. Yeah, that's. I don't know who else is on Netherlands. I was just gonna or, say I thought well, the Netherlands team goes together, but <clears throat> we got Femke Bowl in the quarter, so you got mm. that taken care of. I mean, you just need to find a probably a great hundred meter runner. Yeah, maybe you could stretch her there too. I don't know. Um, no, that was just me. You know, messing with you. Ethiopia be solid too. I mean, the four hundred doesn't really matter. The mile matters. Let's just be honest here. And then the eight kind of matters because you can set up your. Miler, however you want them to run. So if you want them to run from the front, you just, you know, you need someone good. But, you know, at the very least, you want to be able to stay in range. So that way when, if it gets, if it slows down, you're able to catch up. But I like this. I think they should do this. I don't know why they wouldn't do this. This yeah. is better than the two I mean, by two, the... better than the mixed gender four by four. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Granted, everything is, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, we'll get to the other emails next week. Uh, Houseworn at gmail.com is the email address. Send me Fayetteville recommendations if you can. North Carolina was good. So, got a high bar. Arkansas, talking to you. Um, next week, a lot to talk about. We'll be coming off NCAA conferences. Oh, USAs are this weekend, too. So, we'll be recapping USAs. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you want to talk about that real quick? Sure. Yeah. Let me do, let me do rapid fire. Absolutely. Rapid Fire USA preview starring Jason. Okay. So I'm going to tell you like who's in. This actually was going to be a segment I was going to do on this week of track, but I didn't have time. I was going to say good, but could be better with each one of these events. Like such and such is in. That's good, but it could be better if. Um, okay. I'm glad I didn't do it because it's clearly not working with you. So, uh, um, I, I I was like, okay. It took me a second to get there, but I was like, okay. I guess I can see. What Good or better? Doing. I don't. They had a better name to it. Just you know, like, like, cool or cool. I, okay, whatever. <laughs> Women's fifteen hundred. So you got, um, you got you got Perrier, you got Usika, you got Norris, you got McGee, you got McLean. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That's pretty. Good. Um, women's. Let's see. Women's eight. 
you know, good, you have Aji Wilson. Bad, could be better. You don't have a thing. Okay, I'm going to stop doing it. Um, but yeah, I think Mo would obviously uh, could sw- could swing the four and the eight. I mean, the four, you know, no one cares about the four indoors anyway, but either way. Yeah. Uh, men's 800, Hopple, Harris, Engels, Brazier. Brazier's also entered in the quarter. He said he wants to make the four by four team for world indoors. Okay. So, um, I mean, the, the field's not loaded, so it's definitely possible, but probably still a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, I want to see, I mean, yeah, seeing Brazier kind of get back to form is, and he's, and he's, you know, he's, he's run well so far. Like, I mean, so yeah, the 600 was good. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's 600s are weird, but like he, he's looking good. And like, this is a, you know, against Hopple and a decent field. Like I'm, I, I think that'll be, you know, that alone right there. That's a really good, really good field. A really intriguing race at the very least. Men's 3K. I think I can predict the two people who are going to qualify. Cole Hawker. Well, Cole Hawker and Emmanuel Bohr. Bohr just ran 13 flat. And Hawker ran that fast mile and then that fast 3K. And the rest of the field, I mean, you got – you're missing a lot of folks here in this field. Like you don't have Paul Chalimo. You don't have any of the Bowerman people in here. So I think this is uh, – I feel confident about that pick. Um, man, 60, 60, you got Christian Coleman. You ever heard of him? Sounds familiar. Cravant Charleston just ran 652. Ronnie Baker, who's been struggling a bit. Marvin Bracey. Yeah, lost to Lyles, right? Yep. No, yeah, Coleman obviously is, you know, see if he can run it at a really fast time. He's always been very, very good at the 60s. So that's good. Is Lyles running that 60? No, unfortunately. Okay. Because you just PR'd, so that would have been exciting. Um, Yeah. Um, But Lyles has looked... Look, you know, he's getting more and more into form. He, he chased down Baker this last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, 60 doesn't do a ton for me, but, you know, Coleman will probably run something real fast. You also got Grant Holloway running, even though he doesn't need to because he already has the bye, but Allen's in there. Roberts. Um, let's see. Oh, men's 15. You got Angles. You got Cooper in there. And then you got Hawker. So, Hawker going for that double. Okay. Uh, yeah. Josh Thompson in there as well too. So, women's sixty. Um, now that that event's shifted and it's Ava Swoboda's world, um, could be interesting though because you got Mary Beth Saint Price who's run seven oh four this year, and Makai Briscoe seven oh seven. So they're way up there on the world list. But yeah, we'll talk about that next week, and then um, we'll be we'll be in the in the lead up and the build up to World Indoors, your favorite meet. It's huge. I've been waiting so long. So excited. <laughs> All right. The clock is going. Housemart at gmail.com. We'll get to the rest of the emails next week. Send us some emails if you can. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you guys next time. Keely Hodgkinson. Good night. Whoa. She <laughs> earned it. <laughs>